It would be so awesome. It would be so popular. You're gonna be popular. God is good now get inside. Oh my god. 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 At first it was fun. Then scary. Then fun again. Then spooky, but in a fun way. I love it! The last car, that's the caboose. But I like to call it the caboosey. Everybody and welcome to this week's Reluctant Adult Conversations. My name is Paul, and this week I am joined by Captain Joe Shoes, host of the Captain's Log with Captain Joe Shoes on the Major Wrestling Figure Pod Network. The good Captain stopped by to talk wrestling, Mo2, and collecting mint on card Ghostbusters. But it's not what you think. The self-proclaimed chubby little cub all stuffed with fluff is likely the only man who can lay claim to being punched in the mush by both a master of hardcore wrestling and one of the masters of the universe. Captain Joe Shoes, welcome to the conversation. Oh, thanks for having me. So I learned about you through the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. You are a big personality on that show. And what, what I love about that show is it's sort of like the Howard Stern show where all of all of the friends of the show have become their own characters and they have like a lot of them have their own podcast now you have a podcast you have a lot of a lot of channels for people to check out <laughs> you you even have your own show on their patreon yeah if i never expected that i never expected to be part of anything they did they, everything was by mistake by happenstance it wasn't like i was ever petitioning to be a part of it brian was just my friend for Years now, um, since he got fired by WWE the first time, we worked the indies together a lot, and we became buddies basically because of the Mets. We're both Mets fans, and we had followed each other on Twitter. We never really knew each other. We kind of came up the same kind of time period, but him and Matt were on to WWE pretty soon, so we didn't really cross paths a lot on the indies beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then when the pod, when the major pod started, it was one of these things like, hey, man, give this a listen. Me and Matt are doing this. And I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, I think this is fun. And I genuinely enjoyed the show, and I was a wrestling collector for a long time. So it was up my alley, and I'm a collector in general. Not so much wrestling anymore, but other things. Mm-hmm. But I still I still have so many good memories of collecting wrestling figures as a kid and as a, you know, in high school during the Attitude Era. I uh, used to go on fig hunts with uh, my best friend Armando, you know, so that was like a big uh-huh. thing. So. You know, everyone's got those stories, right? You always had, like, the one guy who was, like, your your wrestling toy friend that, you know, oh, no yeah. one looked down on you for. Yeah. And that was my buddy Armando. We're, we're still friends over probably 25 years now. But, um, yeah, I just happened to be at one of the live shows, and they just needed someone to fill a role. And I was Yoko Shuna. And then the next time it was like, <laughs> hey, can you do that again? And I was like, okay. There you go. And then it was, you know, just different things. And I just happened to be there. <laughs> The last live show they had was here in Orlando in uh, January or February yep. around there early in the. And you had a great spot with uh, with Tony Nice. You you had a pose down. You you each ripped your shirts off. They had the oil everywhere. 
<laughs> and then, and then he, what he he chased? Are you like conga lined out he of conga there? Conga lined, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been kind of accustomed to. I've kind of getting. I kind of get beat up at every show, and we wanted to do something different. Really, I should say, Matt and Brian really wanted to do something different. I guess they were just tired of me getting beat up. Cause I, you know, when I did the Yoko Shuna the first time, it was D'Lo Brown beat me up. Uh-huh. Then the second time, I actually beat up Rory Fox. Then uh, the third time, I think I I got beat up by a fish sandwich. Okay, <laughs> there you go. I tried to eat the Jimmy's UFO seafood sandwich. Uh, it's like yes. a seven pound sandwich, yes. and food won that day. Yep. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'd done spots with Tyler Breeze. Uh, uh-huh. Last WrestleMania weekend at the Live Twelve, uh, it was Dolph Ziggler, which was mm-hmm. like, it's so funny to me because I'm in my 40s now, and I was I've been in and around wrestling since 2001. I was 19 years old when I got into the business. And I kind of thought I was like out, completely out. Mm-hmm. I have like my real life job. I have my real life friends. And, uh, you know, I still have my friends within wrestling, but I was okay with being out. I never was like trying to get back in or trying to cling to life within the wrestling world. And then last WrestleMania week, and I'm doing a spot with Dolph Ziggler, who's been the world champion like 75 times. Yeah. And I'm just like, what a weird life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, like I also my dream growing up was was to be a pro wrestler, and I think around 2002, my my first year in college, I I went to I went to school, I did it, but silly me, I I didn't like think I had to to get in shape or, or like anything. I was like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. be a talker, like I'll I'm I'm gonna be good on the mic. I won't have to do that, and like it just kicked my ass, and like those back bumps, you're just you're like sick. It's like being in a car crash. <laughs> And I, my body just couldn't do it. And it's, but like, I'm always in the back of my head. It's like, all right, well this year I'll just get in really good shape and it'll be a lot mm, easier. Yeah. It's like every year you, I kind of think that, but then it's like, all right, now I think I'm out. But then you like, you have guys like smart Mark Sterling who just like has exploded on the wrestling scene. And he tells the story about like taking what, seven years off from it. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, there's, there's a place for you in this business if you work hard enough and you or you make a, a place for yourself like not everyone is going to be a traditional john cena wrestler and mark has mark says it really well too because it's it's not something you ever really give thought to but if you just love wrestling there's a place for you and maybe it's mm-hmm. not in the ring but maybe it's in production somewhere maybe it's doing social media stuff the, the business itself is so big you know, maybe it is hosting a podcast. There's so many branches. It's not just about the in-ring product. Of course, that's what we think of because that's what you see, right? You don't right. see all the people backstage making this happen, but you can't do anything without all of these people. Even like the major pod shows. Yes, obviously it revolves, you know, around Matt, Mark, and Brian, but it's the TTDs, you know, mm-hmm. the artist who brings all that stuff to life and becomes the visual aid for everything Especially before, like, you had, like, the Patreon video accompanying it. All you knew was TTD's artwork and his 8x10s and his logos and his t-shirts and the catchphrases and stuff. So he brought, like, a vision to what was an audio podcast. It's Knick doing all the work for the merchandise and getting that out and lugging it around and setting it up. You know, back in the day, they had a guy, David C. Anderson, who really started as a fan. And pretty much we all started as fans of the Mm -hmm. pod and just ended up working with it. But David C. would come and uh, run the list and work the door. And, you know, all these people contributed 
and you may know them, you may not know them, but they all have a role in making these shows happen and making the brand um, a thing. Yeah, I I was listening to an interview with Nick on on one of the other podcasts, and he talked about how he he did the T-shirt promotion where you yeah. bought a bought a T-shirt from from Matt and Brian, and they would they would call you and have a conversation, and he like pitched an idea for something. I, don't I know, think it was, it was foam fingers. Yeah, foam finger. Okay, so then they that he just created that relationship with Matt, and then they you know they they connected, and you know look where they are now. They've started an action figure brand. It's it's so funny because. Like now, like Knick and Matt are legitimately friends now at this point. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a business relationship first, and you know they're partners in the Bendy's uh, company, and Knick handles the merch. But they are buddies, and Knick is a guy I never met Knick before. Like I talk to Knick every day now. He's like uh-huh. one of my close friends. It's uh-huh. so weird. TTD, I love TTD. It's a guy from England. I would have never met TTD right. in my life, uh-huh. and now he's come to the two live shows in Orlando. We've hung out. We've gone to Disney. We've stayed up late having a couple beers and just talking about life and families. Uh-huh. And stuff. It's so crazy. And I, I love that stuff because now when I do these shows, it's it's so much about like, I'm just going to hang out with my friends. And yeah, yeah it's like, Brian's been a friend for a while and that's cool. And now Matt has become a friend. Mark as well. I really didn't know. I knew of them. I, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends in common, but I was really didn't know mark or matt um really until i kind of started doing all this stuff with them but like even like knick and tim sterling now who does a lot of the production work mm-hmm. uh behind the scenes a swaggle swaggle is like one of my close yeah. buddies now which is so weird because i never even met swaggle until the first live show i was at where i left him in front of the elevator for everyone to see <laughs> on the luggage cart yeah that was yeah. that was me <laughs> i i had known him for about three hours at this point nice he made him a lot of money with that t-shirt well it was he was like he hated it at first but then he saw he was making money out of it and he was like all right i guess this is okay (laughs) we talked about major bendies we got to talk about the latest announcement WonderCon. they're gonna have exclusive figures new molds for brian matt and mark and first time in the line spencer powers aka pixel dan so you know Spencer Power. Or I should say you know you know the man behind Spencer Power. Uh, yeah, you know I've never Pixel met Dan. Spencer Power. You never yeah. met never met Spencer Powers. Pixel Dad, he's sort of like our you know, we, we definitely respect him, but he's he's like our our rival. <laughs> our okay. podcast rival. But what is he like in in person? Cuz we we always say like he's like there's no way that he's legitimately this positive as he comes off on his YouTube video. So I my first interaction with Pixel Dan, now take into account, I um I'm a big Masters of the Universe guy myself. So I've been following Pixel Dan for a long time, really since Masters of the Universe Classics was out. Now we're going back like 15 years, which sounds mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous to think about how far time has gone. But he was the first person I ever saw doing like YouTube unboxings. And at the time, I was so financially I could not get in with Masters of the Universe classics. Mm-hmm. So my link to that line was watching Pixel Dan videos. You know, and I follow him on the socials. And he is. He's just always so positive and stuff. And I tend to be cautious around those types of people. I don't really trust them. It's the New Yorker in me, I guess. Exactly, yep. And then we had an interaction on Twitter where he had posted something. He was looking for 
a box for the Spidor figure, the vintage Masters of the Universe Spidor, which was like this giant battery-powered mechanical spider. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite all-time action figures. I got it for my birthday when I was four years old. And when I got back into collecting vintage Motu, it was one of the first things I bought. I got it at like one of those live Facebook auctions, really cheap, with a good box. It's it's new in-box, but not sealed box. Sure. But I have this box, and he's looking for it because he was in the process of putting together his book at the time, The Toys of Masters of the Universe, and he needed a good-looking Spider box to take pictures of. And I shot him over some pictures. I was like, hey, if this is good, I have it. I can send it to you, whatever. He's like, bro, that'd be great, whatever. Send it out. Fast forward a couple months, the book comes out. I get a special thanks in the book. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm my name is on some real genuine Masters of the Universe product. That's, like, amazing. Three-year-old me would be doing cartwheels right now. Uh And we go to – I'm at PowerCon in 2021. It was the last one they did out in Anaheim. And I had just done the uh, late-night trivia contest. I came in second place and – my girlfriend at the time and I were in the elevator going back to our room. We're in the elevator with Pixel Dan. And Pixel Dan's like, hey, man, you did great out there. And, uh, you know, you were really fun. I was like, oh, cool, man. Hey, I, I appreciate you putting my name in your book. I was the guy with the Spider box. And he's like, oh, no way. So we start talking. And he's just like a very nice guy. And now I've gotten to know him a little bit more because we've done like these Motu mania videos mm-hmm. with, uh, Dave wonder, who's a comic book artist who kind of puts these together. And, um, and just, you know, he got to wrestle Matt and he's got this bendy figure coming out. So we've crossed paths a couple times and I did have him on, on my podcast for the major pod network. And what you see in the YouTube videos is not really an exaggeration of the real person. He is that excited about these products. He is that happy that they're coming out. Mm -hmm. You know, I say it all the time, like I'm 40 years old and I still get to go to Walmart and buy He-Man figures. That is amazing to me. I love Uh, that. Yeah. And he's very grateful for like the spot he's in because like he gets, he makes money off talking about toys like it's amazing it's great so he's very appreciative of that he's very grateful and he's very just a positive person in general like the real dan is a positive person Mm -hmm. so i and i I get why to an extent people often call him like a mattel shill and Uh but it's really it's not put on it's not an exaggeration he's not doing it just to appease people at mattel it's he genuinely does have that level of excitement for all these things coming out yeah, I think I think part of it, and this is sort of why we we play with him the way we do, is everyone needs a villain. Like if you have a gripe oh, with course. something, you need there to be someone to blame for it. And when you have these giant faceless companies, it's hard to blame anyone specific. Yeah. But 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 Dan puts himself out there. He's willing to do it for the brand, and you know people people take him up on that. Yeah, whether you know fairly or unfairly, when you are kind of in that position i mean you look around the toy guys on the internet like dan Mm -hmm. is pretty much in a top spot right right exactly you know how many guys are really at that that level uh there's a couple i can think of but pixel dan is is a brand name at this point within that little realm we exist in Mm -hmm. and 
he doesn't work for Mattel. He's not sculpting the figures. He's mm-hmm. not, you know, he, you know, he's no say in any of that. But people treat it when they're unhappy with something like it's his fault, and he bears a lot of the brunt for that. Yeah. You know, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. When you're in that position, I guess it's it's part of the job almost. But you know, he he handles it very very well because. I don't think I could do that. You you start attacking me over right. my my review on the snout spout figure, and I'm going to basically cuss you out, block you, you know, wish horrible things upon your your yeah. ancestors. <laughs> That's definitely one thing you could say about Dan is he doesn't punch back. Like if you go at him, he's either just going to ignore it or be like. <laughs> How can I help you, sir? Like, yeah, he, he, he doesn't. He has he doesn't like the hostage the negotiator. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like he, he's trying to de-escalate the situation. Exactly. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, he wants the line to be successful. So he wants people to be fans of it. He doesn't want to turn anybody off from Motu or anything that Mattel does. Now, to his credit, when there is legitimate issues, he does address legitimate issues um, mm-hmm. with this recent Dungeons and Dragons line. And it's not something I'm collecting, so I'm seeing all of this secondhand. But the figures were breaking as soon as you were taking them out of the package. I think it was right. they're, they're having problems with the arms. Like, yep. what do you do about that? You know, it's not something you can hide. It's not something. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you have to address it. And I instead of just being like, oh, F this and screw them. And, you know, he has a, a more tactful approach to it. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, obviously that's a, a quality control issue and it needed to be called out. We were we've talked a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, and one of the things I brought up is that this was somebody within the company's way of of showing how damaging the 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 plastic free packaging is, because these if you've seen these hanging in stores, they're just cardboard. Like mm-hmm. it, they make it look like it's a bubble, but it's a square piece of cardboard. So it's like there was so much breakage with these toys. It was almost like someone at Hasbro was like, let's break all of them. And then when people get them, they're all going to be broken. And they're going to say, well, if they if I could have seen the toy before I bought it, I would have yeah, known. Right. But obviously, that's just a conspiracy. But we like we like to get into conspiracies on this show. Man, I, conspiracies. I love the idea of plasticless packaging. I For the get environment? It. I love the environment. I love I the wanna, trees. I want it to stick around for as long uh-huh. as possible. But there is, I remember the first time I, I saw the cardboard only packaging on the shelves and I was just like, but what is this? Yeah. And and that's, you know, that's an entitlement and that's, you know, I'm old and it's almost like an okay boomer thing at this point, no, I guess. I don't think so. I know I've never thought that because this is just the way the toys have been presented. Yeah. It's like, I'm not buying a puzzle. I, I like the sculpt and like the design that's part of the package. Like, I don't yes. have to open this. I want to keep it. I want to present it as a, as a mint on card, mint in box toy. That's the Damn. way I collect. And I can't do that right now from from anything from Hasbro. Yeah, even, um, like, I've traditionally been a mint in box collector. So now when I see these things and it's like, I guess you can get some of them autographed, but, like, it's the figure, right? Like we all yeah. grew up playing with figures. It's the yeah. figure that's the appeal. Right. Yes, the packaging has a lot to do with it. The presentation, the background carding, the artwork. I say all the times, one of the biggest reasons I got into Masters of the Universe was the artwork on the packaging of the vehicles and play sure. sets and accessories yeah. because yeah. you had these wonderful, wonderful designs on there where even if you don't know 
the characters of Masters in the Universe, mm-hmm. you already knew just from looking at that picture who was a good guy, who was a bad guy. Right. Yeah. You know, you had in your head already, okay, like if I get this, if I get to take this home, I know how to play with it already. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to not be able to almost appreciate the, the fruits of the labor there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not a complete it, package anymore. It's it doesn't just, feel it's like it. Weird. It, it feels it, like you're yeah. just missing out on something. It's just not complete. And then there's no way to make it complete because you either open it and then it's like you have this empty box. Do you keep the empty box? I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't like it. I understand no, why. I'm, yeah, I get it. But I, I wish yeah. there was a better way or a more economical way to do this. But we were, yeah, like use science, make like edible yes. plastic or something like there's got they like went right to no plastic. They didn't even try other things. It's like in uh, The Walking Dead, uh, not The Walking Dead, uh, The Last of Us that yeah. was just on HBO. Yeah. Where at the end, uh, Joel tells Ellie like, oh, yeah, they, they couldn't find a cure. So whatever, they're done. <laughs> yeah. They gave up. They're like, we're going home. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't watch you. Well, thank you, scientists. Like, I believe you. <laughs> um, so your connection, well, we were talking about the mini comics and the artwork. You have another connection to the Motu world. Tell us about that. Um, I'm a character in yeah. one of the mini comics. Uh, Magistrate Joe Shoes was a character created for the mini comic that was packed uh, packed in with the Coldar Mattel Creations exclusive figure. That was one of these things that through the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, I've got to interact with a bunch of people from Mattel and with you know within the toy industry. And once again, it's it's so weird to me because, like I said, I was completely out. I was just being a normal person. And uh, the first time we did a uh, Mark Sterling invited me on to be uh, do an unboxing with uh, Robert Rudman from Mattel for the Masters of the WWE Universe line. We did a couple mm-hmm. of these videos when the new waves would come out. And it was just so weird to me to be sitting there with Robert because it's like one of the gatekeepers of yeah. my biggest fandom. Uh-huh. And it was like wild. And then we got to do a couple of these and Robert and I got to talking. We have a lot in common, big baseball guys. So we chat about baseball a lot. And then one day he just shot me a text message and he was like, um, Hey, you should take a look at this. And it was our early sketch work, whatever, uh, you know, the basis of a mini comic and plain as day, it was written magistrate Joe shoes. And I was looking at that going, Oh, like not once did I think it was real because like, right. that's, that's not yeah. something that happens. Right. So I just thought like he did it as like, not a rib, but like something to pop me that I would yeah. be like, Oh, this is really cool. Like, you know, <laughs> if only it was real. And, yeah. Like exactly. And then he's like, yeah, like this is, this is going to be it. Like you cool with this? I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, like uh-huh. we're, I needed a name. And I said, what about this? And they were cool. And then, like, a week later, he sends me, like, a more updated version of it. And I was like, you know, I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but, like, because I know this can change at any time, but, like, this is just so cool to see. And he's like, no, dude, like, this is already cleared legal. This is already, it's, it's, this is something that's going to happen. So I had to keep that under wraps for probably close to a year before before the figure actually came out. Yeah. So when it did... And then I got to finally see the comic book, like have it in hand and the character is right on the the cover page of the uh-huh. book. And then within the first page, if you open it up, 
He-Man says my name. Yeah. He-Man says Magistrate Joe Shoes. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm going, my God, the He-Man the He-Man. knows my name. <laughs> like the I He-Man. Him. I know him. And then a couple pages later, he punches me in the face. Oh, even better. The He-Man punched me in the face. <laughs> Me, this chubby little cub all stuffed with fluff from Queens. He-Man disliked me enough to punch me in the face. What a time to be alive. Wow. Dream, dream achieved. It's one of those things, like, how does this, like, how does that happen? Like, you know, like, that's not ever something I even can. Of course, when you're a kid, like, and you're playing with your figures, like, oh, I would be best friends with He-Man and we'd go on adventures, whatever. But there's no like semblance of realism where like, well, hey, one day yeah. they can name a character after you. Like, that's not even something I ever even hoped for, you know, like in my wildest dreams. Right. And and we, you mentioned Knick before, so it's funny. Knick bought a bunch of the figures mm-hmm. from Mattel Creations when they went on sale, opened them up, sent all the mini comics to, uh, was it CGC, I think, grades the comics? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So... He got them back, and he he gave, like, the best one that came back, he gave to me. So it's all slabbed. Nice. And it's got the label, Masters of the Universe, mini comic, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it says, first appearance of Magistrate Joe Shoes. Look at that. That's great. It's one of the <laughs> coolest things I have in my collection. <laughs> so now, obviously, the next step is we need oh. a figure of Magistrate Joe Shoes. So... I say all the time, like, I don't politic for stuff, uh-huh. and uh, I don't I don't think of myself in a way where it's like, oh, you know, like, I really need a, like, a Major Bendy. Like, yeah. no one's going to buy a Joe Shoes Major Bendy. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. But this one, I'm like, you know, <laughs> M- M- Mitch Mattel, big shoes here. <laughs> you, you know, if you need characters uh-huh. to keep this line fresh, this right. Masters of the Universe, or maybe you should think about doing some of these original mini comic characters. That that <laughs> might help keep the line afloat for another year or so. <laughs> I know Toy Guru is saying it's shut down and stuff, but, you know, maybe a, a Magistrate Joe Shoes figure will help grease the wheels for Walmart for a little longer. Right. Yeah, that's that's the exclusive targets been looking for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, if... if it ever ha- I don't see I mean I could see where it's on the table because mm-hmm. they do need like new characters and stuff sure. to keep this line fresh your hammerheads keep- like Matt says right yeah it, and it's it's not only that but like we've gotten so many iterations of Masters of the Universe over the years that mm-hmm. what is the draw for old collectors to continue to come back and basically buy the same characters over and over mm-hmm. you know you see this Masters of the Universe origins line we got like that frog monger figure right from the sticker uh, we- <laughs> Yeah, like that, but that's that's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, with the Eternia, we got the the moat monster, Modi. Modi, yeah. So we got that. Koldar was a figure that never been done in the line before. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you go into Masterverse and the Kevin Smith uh, animated series, like Andra was a character that was like in one mini comic back in the day. Mm-hmm. So there is a need to kind of have these never before seen characters just to keep things a little bit fresh and yeah if it ever gets to that point i i mean i don't even know like what my reaction would be because it, it's <laughs> yeah listen it it is it's an honor and a blessing to be a part of that universe it, it genuinely is and I, I really don't know how to articulate it well enough but the idea of being an action figure or having an action figure named after me or i, I like as someone who you know, grew up in the 80s, played with, you know, was the action figure age. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's been such a major part of my life. 
the idea of that ever happening is just like I don't even think I'd be able to comprehend it until like it's it actually happens. Have you done the, the Hasbro selfie series? So I thought about it. This is mine. This is you can see this my stormtrooper. I was Yours really actually happy. actually came out pretty good. Yeah, I was really happy. I got two of them. I got that one and I got the Power Ranger and I was cuz uh, some people <laughs> it didn't work so well. So I was saying like this program was made just for me cuz mine came out really good. Yeah, I um I did play around with it a little when they first announced it. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do myself as a GI Joe. Yeah. And I figured if I could do myself as anyone's big GI Joe 80s kid, you know, so all sure. the trends of the 80s Master Universe, Thundercats, Silverhawks, GI Joe. I'm all about Brave Star. I love Brave Star to this oh, wow. day. Brave, Brave Star, I, I yeah. revisit Brave Star way too much. Uh, Filmation Ghostbusters. Love Whoa. Filmation Ghostbusters. Now we're getting deep. I I listen. I'll take Filmation car? Ghostbusters. I don't have anything. Oh, okay. So I would, but I would take Filmation Ghostbusters over real Ghostbusters any day of the week. You get the hell out of here. Hundred <laughs> percent. What? Hundred percent over real Ghostbusters? Oh, not even, not even a contest in my mind. Whoa! Oh, you might be the only one to ever say that. I might be. My brother. I have a younger brother. He's a, uh, three years younger. He was a big real Ghostbusters guy. So we mm-hmm. had all those toys around the house as kids. Yeah. And they're phenomenal, phenomenal toy line, right? The, mm-hmm. the Firehouse, Ecto-1, great stuff. Yeah. We never had any Filmation Ghostbusters because my mom would be like, no, like we don't have it. We're not starting a new collection here. And sure. Like, oh. <laughs> and then about 2011, Netflix put up Filmation Ghostbusters. And oh, I was like, I? oh, my God, I remember this. And I started watching. I was like, oh, this thing rules. And I went on eBay and I was like, maybe uh-huh. I always wanted to have like one full vintage collection mint on card. Uh-huh. And I, I to this day, I still don't have that. But I was like, maybe Filmation Ghostbusters is the one I can do because it's not an overly abundant line. It's not right. like there's a million right. figures. Mm-hmm. It's kind of self-contained. I was like, maybe this could be the one I do that with. And I remember looking up stuff and and at the time it was a little pricey for where i was financially it wasn't really something it i could pricey, dip into yeah yeah you know now in the decade that has passed since it's even more so yeah but there were like a couple things in particular that were like real big money big mm-hmm. ticket items there where i was like i i don't want to get started on this because i know i'll never be able to finish it because of this one piece right. or this you know so that's what kept me from doing that but so the, the selfie series is how this started. Yeah. So I wanted to be a GI Joe character, but the only one they offered was Snake Eyes, and I mm-hmm. hate Snake Eyes or Lady J <laughs> or Scarlet. I don't even. I, I was gonna say Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah. I I did consider being Scarlet for a while. <laughs> um, I just don't think I have the hips for it. Well. <laughs> uh, thankfully, they don't scan those. Right. Um, but like, had it been Duke, mm-hmm. I would have done it. Yeah. And, and I'm not even like a big Duke fan. I'm more of like a shipwreck, mm-hmm. um, uh, Dusty, love Dusty, sure. uh, Cobra Commander, obviously, but like uh, you can't do that. But like if wow. you could do a Destro, because uh, I always there thought Destro go. was so cool, or Serpentor, mm-hmm. even oh, Dr. Mindbender, cool. yeah. Dr. Mindbender, like, yeah. yeah, like put me in that gear yeah. with the, the cape and stuff. So I, I love the heels. I always I always have loved sure. the bad guys because sure. I always felt like the bad guys had such cool designs. Oh yeah. Cool like accessories and stuff. But the fact that it was always snake eyes and and my hate is is 
ridiculous when it comes to Snake Eyes. It's simply because of the fact that whenever they redo something new with G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. the first person is always Snake Eyes. And it's like, mm-hmm. there are so many different characters. Like, make someone else just... When this yeah. only goes three waves because no one bought it, I just want someone different mm-hmm. for, like, for one time. I don't need another Snake Eyes. He's the Wolverine of G.I. Joe. Like, yeah. I, do you know why? Do you know why they did Snake Eyes and not Duke or someone else for Selfie Series? I don't. Is there a reason? There is a reason. If you look at the Ghostbuster figures, they painted their necks black, so they don't want to have to choose a skin color. If someone with a dark complexion gets it, they they want it to match. And so Snake Eyes was the only one they could do. Wow. Okay. I, I, it makes sense. It's still disappointing. I know. It's like, I don't like the answer, <laughs> but that's, that's why. And I think... I don't know how well this has been doing because I'm expecting them to revamp it and like give you more options. I'm still mm-hmm. waiting for that. I don't know if the year has passed yet. I feel like it was probably around Comic-Con that they did it. So like I'm hoping that they're going to like redo it, give you more options and then have the options to have like the skin tone showing because like it, yeah. it looks so silly with the Ghostbusters with the turtleneck. Like that's how yeah. they look like. I've seen a, a couple people do stormtroopers and mm-hmm. and I guess it makes sense now because like stormtroopers have like gloves and their arms are covered, right. so you're They're not totally really covering. showing. Yeah, so I, I never really considered that. It makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense now. At Disney, at the uh, at the Animal Kingdom, I'm, I'm a Florida guy. Mm-hmm. They have a thing where you can make your own avatar figure. Yeah. And it does a scan, whatever. And I haven't done it. We um, we did like a major pod uh, uh, company trip to Disney uh, right. right after that live uh, weekend. Yep. And that was like on our itinerary was Matt makes mm-hmm. his avatar figure. And the tour guide we had was like, number one, this is going to take a lot of time. Yep. So you may want to cut that. But number two, he's like, honestly, it really doesn't come out all that great. That's what I'm saying. There's no way that they can actually scan and produce your likeness. Like in the that, in thing that takes quick a time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just not doing it in house. Like it's not happening. And now if you go on the Tron ride, you can get a Tron action figure and it actually projects your likeness within the figure. Really? So it's like a photo, but it's projected. And then it has your voice as well. Hmm. I, I haven't been on Tron yet. Um, I I just got a notification a few hours ago saying, you know, if you show up, make sure you join the queue. And I was like, okay. No, the virtual time, queue, yeah. T- yeah. Time to make some plans. Yeah, yeah. This weekend is WrestleMania. Yeah. And I know you're not, you're not like a current, like, wrestling guy. You know what's but, funny? You say yeah. that. Okay. But Baby is going to his first WrestleMania this year. This guy. You're going. Never been to a WrestleMania before. Whoa. Um, When WrestleMania 20 was at Madison Square Garden, that was like, I was at peak fandom at that point. And I was Mm. like, there's no way I'm missing WrestleMania 20 at the Garden. No possible way. Mm -hmm. And like a month before, like, like the announcement even my buddy was like oh we're gonna plan a big spring break trip to cancun you want in i'll make the plans i'm like yeah great sign me up he made the plans for wrestlemania weekend that year so i did not get to go to wrestlemania 20 and at that point i was already in the business and i said you know what if i didn't get to go to this wrestlemania i will never go unless i'm working the show and Mm. i can't quite divulge why sure. i'm going sure. uh this year i'm not working the show but okay. i'm 
Like <laughs> Undertaker needs an opponent. You know, it's it's not like I'm gonna be uh, you know, part of Charlotte's entrance, like, mm-hmm. you know, putting palm down for the queen to walk on or anything. Uh-huh. Uh I'll just be there in the crowd, but it's uh I'm doing something else th- this weekend that uh is part of it is going to WrestleMania night one. Very cool. So it's I'm I'm excited, you know, like I tend to downplay the wrestling stuff, but mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things like it's an experience, right? It's WrestleMania. Like, yeah. The reason we're all here is because right. of things like WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. it's been such a major part of my life. And I used to like have all my friends over to the house, and we always had to dress in costume. I used to do the costume parties for WrestleMania. Nice. Uh-huh. So you know, I, it's to think that I'm going and I'm like being brought. Like I'm not. I, I didn't even like wait online to pay for tickets. It's so weird. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> If you're going to do it, do it on the freeway. Absolutely. That's what I always say. No lines, no waiting. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Joe Shoes, where can people see your stuff? Oh, man. I'm everywhere on social media at The Joe Shoes, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes for my uh, eating food review videos and um Every now and then, I'll throw up some Masters of the Universe unboxing videos here and there. You know, I'm not trying to be Pixel Dan. Uh, I, like, it's just if I get something new and cool, I'm like, oh, this would be cool to show off. That's, the world that's doesn't need another <laughs> Pixel Dan. We're, we're the full. Thing is, we're good. I get excited about my stuff, too. Like, there's a sure. reason I'm buying it, you know? Sure, like, sure, sure. It's not like Mattel sending this stuff to me. I'm right. nobody. But um, also, Car Jomez podcast every Thursday, wherever you get podcasts or on YouTube. It's a general pop culture podcast to talk about recent movies tv shows you know sports it's really just uh the buffet of pop culture goodness so it's me and my buddy gomez so you can check that out literally anywhere all right joe thank you so much for joining us on the conversation anytime my man thanks for having me i want to thank captain joe shoes again for stopping by and having a conversation this week on this wrestlemania weekend eve uh, I think we all wish Joe luck on what what sounds like it's going to be a run-in during the main event. That's the only thing that I can deduce from uh, from his comments. So we wish you luck. Whose side is he going to be on? I mean, he's part of the major pod, and obviously Matt Cardona is aligned with Cody Rhodes, but could we see some sort of heel turn from the good captain? I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see. <laughs> just taking a look at the the rundown for next week's reluctant adult podcast we have some very juicy topics so make sure you tune in on monday for the new show here's just here's just a taste here's just here's just a taste of what we have for you super seven pulls their rat king so all the hubbub about this isn't this isn't based this figure isn't based on the the playmates figure well it's their super seven heard your complaints and they're pulling the figure and they're gonna go back to the drawing board and uh maybe slip playmates a couple bucks and say hey come on we we made it this far let us let us keep going we're also going to talk about mattel's new crowdfunding project for the wwe the wcw arena Lots to talk about there. Big price tag, lots of figures, lots of debate all week about is it worth it? What if you don't get all the tiers, all the stretch goals? We're going to we're going to deep dive into that. Don't worry about that. And then this story, the Good Smile company financially supporting 4chan. <laughs> we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about that because that's big news and 
they they had the Disney license and no longer. <laughs> Disney's like, what are you doing? So all stuff we're going to talk about next week on Monday's show. Make sure you tune in for that. Make sure to follow us on social media at the Reluctant Adult Podcast on Instagram and TikTok while you still can. Um, you can follow Toy Sailboat on Facebook, posting all the good deals. That Batmobile showed up on Amazon again. I was able to get my order in. Thank you very much, Bill, for the heads up on that. We're working on scheduling some more Reluctant Adult conversations for the future, so look forward to that. And as we always say, we don't want to grow up, but we already did. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah.